Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Well, today I wanted to address some of the crud that's going around the country. There has been, it's the longest stint of flu-like symptoms that I've seen in a long time. It seems to be everywhere all at once. The first person that called me with it was a young lady from Texas. And then I had reports in Canada and all over the United States, literally simultaneously, you know, like I had a report and then it was just like on fire everywhere. So obviously it's a pretty hot situation. (laughs) Anyway, yes, it managed to go through my entire house. I had it for five days. But the thing about this is, is it seems to be lasting and then coming back, especially with young children. I addressed the situation a little bit on our members corner forum because all of these moms and dads on there have been helping each other with different remedies, following different symptoms. And so it's been very, very helpful, I think, for a lot of these families to be in the forum so that they can get, you know, kind of some expertise (laughs) from others who have had it. And I know in my own family, we use several different remedies, but um, I can honestly say I started with a nosode and then just followed symptoms. And when I say I started with a nosode, like I say, we talk about this in our members' corner, and I, I don't want to talk about it too much on my podcasts, but we do use nosodes and sarcodes in our members' corner, and we talk about them quite a bit. So that's very, very helpful a lot of times to wake up the body's system. But today we're just talking about remedies, some of the remedies that really, really helped and some of the issues that, that came up. When it first hit me, it was right in my larynx. I felt it. It woke me up in the middle of the night. I knew I didn't feel very well for a few days. And then as soon as my immune system dropped because of stress and overwork and l- lack of sleep, you know how it goes, <laughs> then you succumb to whatever illness is trying to get you. And the first place, like I said, it felt, I felt it was in the throat. And that's pretty much the consensus. Some people, it goes into their lungs. Other people, it goes up into their nasal passages. Some just complain of the fever and the body aches. It pretty much varies for each and every individual person. And I say it varies because it hits them in their own personal weakness. I was telling my daughter, she, poor thing, she's got all these sick kids, and each kid with a little bit of different symptoms, and she's chasing the symptoms with different remedies. And I told her, I says, I've never seen anyone get over it quicker than the five days that it took me to get over it. I have my daughter that has it right now. Um, This is like her third day and she's looking a whole lot better. And it never got her really, really down. But yes, there's the fever, the body aches, and all sorts of different symptoms. The, The hearing loss, I actually lost my hearing completely in my left ear. I had no pain. I just couldn't hear in it, out of it. So like I said, the symptoms are so varied. It's just crazy. I found Costacum really helped me. I took Costacum, and then my symptoms just started getting better. I did take an immune-boosting remedy that really helped a lot as well, and I started feeling better. I laid there and I slept probably two-thirds out of the 24 hours each day for a few days. (laughs) 
But I didn't have a lot of pain. I had the fever and body aches, but it wasn't severe. And like I said, each person is different. I've had a lot of people report that Eupatorium is working really well, that Calibic is working really well. Hydrastis is another remedy to look at. My granddaughter came over. She had had the fever and the cough, and then she broke out in the hives. And then she ended up with this crazy little cough. And she was going to spend the night at her cousin's, and I said to her, I said, sweetie, I said, come, come into grandma's office. And so we went, we sat down with the colds and flu, the colds and respiration, or coughs and respiration kit. And I literally read through each of the, the remedies with her, and she, she picked out Rumix. So I gave it to, I gave her the remedy. The next morning I seen her after she had gone over to her cousin's, and I said, oh my gosh, honey, your cough, it's better. And she smiled. She said, yep. So when you can hit a particular symptom just right, it's so amazing, folks. And, and I know a lot of people have been telling me, oh, Sue, I just, yeah, I get so frustrated. I just take the combination remedies. And they will work for a little while, and then they don't hold. Well, what's happening is you're getting really close, but it's not, it's, it's not holding because it's, it's just close. It's not, it's, it's not maybe the right remedy, but it does help, and it does relieve for a period of time. And there's nothing wrong with that in an acute situation. Like I said, we all get so frustrated and we get tired. <laughs> you know, it just comes down to we're tired. So we do what we have to do. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it is nice to know the right remedy and to know the rubrics of the particular remedy. And one of the things I'm, I'm talking about this today is because I had a situation the other day where someone who had had this cold, or it's not a cold, I, I, I actually, I don't know what it is, I, but I have noticed that depending on the person's immune system, you know, that's how fast they're going to get over it or not get over it and how hard it's going to hit them. So I just tell everyone, you know, tinctures. I found tinctures really, really help to boost the immune system. I have the gold, like the golden seal tincture, osher root tincture, lamacia root. It's amazing how when you take these tinctures, it really addresses the immune system. And then also elderberry syrup, and it's the elderberry syrup without added sugar, folks. Okay, just the pure elderberry like I carry in the store. I don't know if it's online or not, but I'll have to check and make sure. But those are the types of things that really address the immune system and to help boost it up. And tons of vitamin C, like four times the recommended amount of vitamin C. These are the things that really help your body wake up. And so... I had this gentleman, he had the fever and he was so sick for several, about four days. By the fifth day, he was feeling a little bit better, but by this time, it, it the, everything had hit him in the chest so bad. And I suggested to him that he take phosphorus. He did, and it, the coughing he, it helped tremendously. The next day, he started breaking out in a rash. The rash continued on for about three days before he told me. He was feeling quite a bit better, but this rash was just getting him down. And so I asked him a few things about the itch, because it itched, it was terrible, but it was a very, very red rash, and it itched violently, and it burned like crazy. And he said that it felt better if he washed in super hot water. So that's kind of an odd and peculiar rubric when they say the hotter the water the better because we always we always think of the sulfur type itch where it's better for cold and that's what a lot of people tend to have and there's only a handful of remedies that really say better for that heat you know that hot washing so anyway i had chosen the remedy for him clematis 
because by this time he had started coughing again a little bit. And I picked Clematis for him, and he his cough changed immediately. He said he had the best night's sleep he had had in a long time. And the next morning he said that the rash was not really better, but it wasn't progressing a whole lot more. Anyway, so I thought, you know, there's a lot of people that don't really understand this remedy, Clematis. It's it's not used very often, and it's deep tissue remedy. And I say deep tissue remedy because... It affects the mucous membranes, the glandular system, and the, re- the genital urinary system of the body. So a lot of people, like when they've had the flu or they've had a deep-seated illness, and it's deep-seated, so it affects the mucous membranes. And the body, in its wisdom, tries to push that out, okay? Push the disease state out. And when it does that, you, it gives you the rash. And a lot of people panic. And we live in such a vain world <laughs> that people would rather suffer with pain and aches on the inside than something on the outside of our body because they, the world can see us. And so vanity, even though it's not the most painful place to have an owie, we don't want it there. We don't want it where people can see it. And it is difficult because... That's painful as well when others can see our misery or they can see our weaknesses. So that's very, very hard. And so that's why a lot of people who have lupus or, you know, other diseases upon the skin that that reflect on the skin, they would just as soon drive it inward. They don't care. (laughs) And I'm like, no, when your body is healthy enough to push it to the outside, that means it's still fighting. You still have a fighting chance. (laughs) Remember, we want disease to go up and out. And we, we, or from the the last thing we've had to the, you know, the earliest thing. So the body heals in that way. Like I said, when it can push the disease state outward, that's good, but it's not always easy. You know, like I said, we have the, the vanity thing going on. And then in this case, it was the itch and people with hives, when the body's throwing things externally, it's a wake up call saying, Hey, help me. I don't like what I was just exposed to. I don't like what's going on here. Do something about it. And so we have these remedies. It just so happens that remedies like clematis, which happens to be from the the ranunculaceae family of plants, is excellent for a lot of the skin issues. But like I said, the the kicker about this remedy is that it affects the mucous membranes. So it can you can have external itching. You can it can be upon the skin. But it also affects the mucous membranes. All and the mucous membranes are any membranes that literally are exposed to the outside world and they go inward. Okay, so the nose, the nasal area, the mouth, the rectum, the genital urinary area, they are all exposed to the outside world and then they go inward. So the clematis remedy is if anything there is affected. You know, we don't know how inward it goes because it's kind of funny. On the inside of our body, we can't feel things like we can on the outside. So it, we don't know how far internally something goes. But when it is exposed and you, you can see a flare-up on the mucous membranes, definitely think of this remedy, Clematis erecta. And it's kind of, kind of funny because it's that beautiful climbing plant. It's called the Virgin's Bower. It's beautiful. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful plant. It's one of my favorite flowers, actually. But it's famous, like I said, for the glandular system, the mucous tissues of the body, swelling, inflammation, indurations, meaning hardness, corrosion of any ulcers or sores or mucous membranes. They all seem to be worse at night and for the warmth of the bed. Is it suited to light-haired people? You know, I don't always hold true to that because we're such a, our, our country is such a combination of all races that I, I, I don't follow through with that just too much anymore. I mean, obviously, if you have a light-haired person, you think of that. But that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have that fair constitution in their heredity. So 
we can't always see that right up front. One of the key notes about this remedy is the smarting, the burning, the stitches, redness, and lacrimation. In other words, the, you know, the running of the eyes. Photophobia, they're very sensitive to light. And they will say that it feels as though fire is streaming from their eyes. It's difficult to urinate. It starts and stops. And they have to wait a long time before they can go with intense pains along the urethra. So that's telling you the inflammation is there. And so when you have symptoms like that, that's what's going on. It's so funny because we panic about symptoms. You know, people will call me and they're just, just, just absolutely panicked about the symptoms that their child is having or the symptoms that they're having. And I'm like, calm down. It's a symptom. You know, it's, it, it's something that your body is it's talking to you. So we take those symptoms to help us find the, the correct remedy. And it is frustrating, I admit, you know, like it's kind of funny in our members forum and our members corner forum now, we'll have people, <laughs> one young lady, not too long ago, she wrote the word help. <laughs> I'm sick and I can't take care of myself. It was, it was kind of cute. But that's, what, that's what's nice about it is you know, everyone kind of stepped up to help this young lady to figure out what remedy would be good for her to try taking. And with the few symptoms that she put on there, and that's what it's about. You know, it's you follow the symptoms, and a symptom is your body speaking to you. It's not something broken necessarily or something, you know, that's not going to be repairable. It's a symptom, and we follow that. I had a man say to me yesterday, I've always had these sharp pains all my life, just right out of the blue, just bam, I'll get this sharp pain. And I had to laugh because he said ever since he was little and he's older, because that is one, that's a rubric that follows through his constitution. So when we know that and understand that and we can find our constitution or something that's really close that always helps us, that's exciting because that's the way our body speaks to us. And oh, I, I don't know, get me, I'm going to get off on a tangent here, but the breeder came and got my golden retriever last night and we have a a little dog in the house. She's um, the cutest little thing. Oh my gosh. Um, it's, um, oh, what do they call it? She's Shih Tzu and Bouchon. Uh, they call it like a um, teddy bear, a teddy bear breed. My, it's my daughter's dog. Anyway, she's the cutest little thing. She's, I don't know, kind of personable and she follows us around all the time. And anyway, so the, uh, the golden retriever is gone all day today and this little this little dog she won't eat she's off her, so she's off her food she's walking around the house just whining looking for her buddy <laughs> my husband he says boy she sure is out of sorts without her little buddy isn't she and I says yes it's so funny you wouldn't think you know because she's always in my daughter's room she's always with my daughter or she's sitting on the sofa next to one of us and so she doesn't even act like Hazel is a big part of her life, but <laughs> clearly she is. And I thought, you know, it's so funny how we're so corporal. We're, we get so used to what our surroundings are. And when anything gets out of whack, it doesn't matter what it is, it affects our entire physical being. So like here we have this little dog. She's a year old. And like I said, she sleeps with my daughter. She's with my daughter all the time. And Hazel has her area of the house. The little dog has her area of the house. They do play together all the time. But not even 50% of the time is she with the other dog. And yet Hazel leaves the house and Sally gets sick, you know? So as people, we're no different. We have our surroundings. We have the things we like. We have the things that our bodies want for nourishment. 
for comfort, for reassurance, for pleasure, for nutrition, and any of those things get bumped out of whack, we suffer. And of course, depending on our resilience, you know, some suffer more than others. You know, that's why I keep telling my kids, you know, you owe it to yourself to keep exercising. And you know, and I'm not, I'm, every day, just exercise. It doesn't have to be vigorous. Go for a brisk walk, go swimming, jump on your little trampoline in the house, do sit-ups, do whatever you like to do, do it. You know, I, I love to walk. I was having a conversation with a young lady the other day, and she was talking. She said that she didn't really particularly like to exercise. I, will say, I said, well, find something you do like so that you do it every day. Give your body that exercise. Strengthen it. And everybody should go outside every day. Deep breathing exercises, awesome. You know, that's why I know a lot of people, because of religious reasons, don't like yoga. I like yoga for the exercises in the sense that it stretches all parts of the body. It gives the body full movement and benefit. And I don't really, I don't follow yoga like um, some people follow yoga, but I just, I grew up understanding the exercises because my parents used to, there was exercises on TV back when my folks were younger and they would do their deep breathing exercises and their stretches every day. And I picked that up as a small child. And so I always did that all my life. And then, of course, when I got into high school, there was, you know, track and volleyball and everything. So physical exercise was always a huge part of our life. Plus, we lived on a farm. But I don't have access to, like, the farming and, you know, having the big wide world to, you know, go horseback riding and everything anymore. But I still make sure I get outside and deep breathe and go for a brisk walk to fill your lungs with fresh air and get the sunshine. I know this vitamin D thing is so huge in everybody's life. And I tell everyone, do you realize your body can't, it makes vitamin D, okay? So it can't make vitamin D if it doesn't have sunshine. It's that simple. You have to have 20 full minutes of sunshine on your face and, and forearms every day, or it can't make what it needs. It can store it. So you can store it up through the summer months, but like in areas like in Minnesota here where we don't have a lot of sunshine, and if we're not getting our fish oil and everything, it's really hard to make the amount of vitamin D that our bodies need. But outside, you'll get that if you're out in the fresh air and sunshine. And even if you can't be have a sunroom, have a nice window that you can sit in front of, you're not getting full benefits of the rays, but it's still better than not getting any sunshine at all. Like babies who are jaundiced, so I suggested to take them, strip them down to the diaper and lay them in the warm sun in front of a window. And that helps their liver function. It helps everything, guys. Everything. You know, the old thing, we all have, you know, sunbathing on beaches and stuff like that. <laughs> but back in the good old days, one of the things that they stressed was sunbathing. Seriously, sunbathing, dry brushing, give that skin the fresh air, sunshine, and clean, cleanliness that it needs to be healthy. That's a huge part of our life. And we just neglect that. And then we, we don't get the sunshine we need. And we're slathering on all these disgusting creams and lotions and bad deodorants. And we're smothering our bodies with things that are not good for it. We need to be clean of all those things. Use essential oils and natural deodorants. But be clean. The sunshine, the fresh water, and our bodies will be much healthier for it. But anyway, the I see I told you I was going to get off on a tangent. <laughs> But it's that corporal being. We have to take care of our bodies like God intended. And we have to stop using these terrible deodorants. Young men right now are being sucked in by the media to use all these bad colognes and deodorants because that's what everybody wants to smell. Well, it's affecting their testosterone levels. It's affecting their hormonal levels. It's just, it's awful. So 
I suggest, you know, maybe we could do that one of these days, but I know a couple years ago for Christmas, I made like a natural cologne for all the men in my family and they loved it. So you can do that too. I just use essential oils and a little bit of water, alcohol, a little oil, and it was is amazing. It was it was really, really a nice cologne for all of the, the gents. Anyway, I told you I was getting sidetracked. <laughs> okay, but it is important to understand that the corporal body seeks and desires certain things, and when it doesn't get what it wants, it gives it throws out symptoms. And so when things head to the the skin or the mucous membranes are affected. My point is, do think of this remedy, Clematis erecta. Like I said before, the bladder, kidney, urinary area is, can be quite violent. Um, the painful urging, feeble stream, due to the inflammation of the urethra, which causes it to, be, to shrink and be smaller. Like say, the urine can stop and start in violent burning. Also for males, along the spermatic cord, there can be that inflammation, that swelling, and that can be very painful. Colds, flu, fevers, that types of the illnesses that we've been seeing, swellings and induration of the glandular system, and that's all the glands of the body. That can be, you know, we have our entire lymphatic system, and people say, well, where's all our lymph nodes? The spleen is the largest lymph node of the body. And so the spleen is so busy screening all of our blood. Our tonsils are, are screening constantly. In our entire mammary system, there's lymph nodes through the whole center of the body, down in the groin area, down the front of the legs especially, down all the way to the the tops of the feet, under our arms, our armpits are just chuck full of glands that are constantly screening things, and that's one of the reasons that a toxic deodorant is so, so bad. And so, you know, all of the glandular system is, is constantly screening, but you have to remember the lymphatic system does not have its own pump, and that's where... Physical exercise is so important to shake loose and help the lymph system excrete through its ducts the toxins that it's screening out of the blood and out of our system. So when we see these symptoms, like I say, we think of this, this remedy clematis. It acts especially, like I say, on the mucous membranes, the eyes, the urethra, glands, breasts, ovaries, genital urinary system. It's painful, inflammation, hard, swollen. Also, like when it hits the skin, if the body's healthy enough to push it externally all the way to the skin, then you have the rash, the pustules, the red burning. It, they can even be corroding eruptions. Now, when I've seen this rash, and I've used clematis for this, it doesn't necessarily, it isn't necessarily oozing, but that searing, burning feeling and intense itch, it's, <laughs> you don't forget it when you've seen it. Okay, and it's better in the open air. People always feel better when they can get up and out. But one of the main sensations is as if fire were streaming from the eyes. Oh, that's, that's pretty sick. I've had that in my, in my life in the past. It's like, oh, it's so, so bad. So anyway, like I said, I don't want to beat this to death anymore because I keep getting sidetracked. But this was one remedy that, that we don't think of very often and very we don't need to. But when it comes up, nothing else will take its place. It's, you know, because I've used, I've had people with rashes and, and things like this. And I don't stop to think about the fact that the mucous membranes have been affected. They have sores or, you know, their tongue is a different color. Because um, you don't always think to ask, you know, how, how is your, how's your potty problems going? You know, you don't, unless they specifically say that. But the rash is probably covering up 
the other issues. So they're not they're not going to complain about the other things. They're going to complain about the rash. And I've had you know you like use Rustox or Inacardium, and then think of the the clematis. It's like oh why didn't I think of that you know. So anyway, I just wanted to bring it to the forefront a little bit so you could you know a little bit about this remedy. You might never have to use it, but when you do, you're going to be so glad <laughs> you thought of this. All right. So with that, I'll try to stay on my future podcasts. I will try to stay a little more focused. I also wanted to say that I'm taking a winter tour. I'm, I'm teaching some seminars in Georgia and Florida in February and January. And I just want to say to anyone that if you can join us for any of those classes, you can click the link on our, go to our website, find the link for Sue's classes and or seminars and go on there and see if there's anything that interests you. And I really encourage you to come, and it's not on my on the flyer, but if one spouse signs up, the other spouse can come for free. And it's just the spouse, not friends, but spouses. Because when mom and dad or grandma and grandpa can learn homeopathy and natural health together, it's so amazing. They can talk about it. They both get excited. And it's not one trying to talk the other one into using natural stuff. It's them going into it hand in hand together. And so I, you know, like I said, the second spouse is always no charge. You can look, click on, find the seminars that interest you. And it's a fun way to learn. It's hands-on. You can ask questions and people really like to come and learn one-on-one in a situation like this. And I have people go away from my seminars and they're like, oh my gosh, Sue, thank you so much. This was so amazing to sit and listen to all these stories and to learn so much about homeopathy. So just wanted to invite you and let you know about my seminars coming up and how excited I am to be traveling. And I hope to be able to meet you one-on-one. I love to meet new, <laughs> new people, especially people that, have, that share my interests. You know, it's, it's amazing. And I, I just, I really think it's a gift from God to have things in common with other people and get excited about it. All right. With that, I'm going to let you go. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.